Real Money Show right here on Talk Radio AM 640. It's one eight seven seven eight silver and guildhallwealth.com. Reminder, a couple things as we get started here for your benefit. Every time you invest $5,000 U.S. in an RSP account, you will receive one gram of gold courtesy of Guildhall. Plus, for every 10 uh, 100-ounce bars of silver you purchase, you'll get one 10-ounce bar as a bonus. In that regard, uh, guys, very shortly, we'll get through some uh, some opening uh, chat here, and we'll get to Gerald Salente in just a bit, who's uh, arguably the... Uh, the most dynamic and funniest guy we've ever had on the show. He returns, yeah? He is, and we are excited to have him. Jeremy's going to be doing the interview and uh, very, very motivated to get to that part of the show and hear what Gerald has to say. I'm sure it will be amusing as much as it will be enlightening and educating. Uh, You know what? This has been a fantastic couple of months now for both gold and silver, and in particular silver, which we have touted as being one of the most undervalued assets for so long, is well on its way to establishing a brand new leg up in this bull market. We saw that happen in gold about a month and a half ago, and as listeners will well know, we talked about silver needing to reach a specific dollar value, which was back at the time about $16.40. It did that and proceeded right on the day it went to sixteen forty to go right by and blow right up to $17 an ounce. It's been as high as 1760, and as we're taping the show here on Thursday, it's sitting in an around 1735 range. And this is a metal which has, by all accounts, uh, surpassed gold in its gain year to date. It's up some 26% right now on the year. Gold is doing very well also. And of course, I would be remiss if I didn't start this show by welcoming our new investors to Guild Hall. Again, we had an extremely busy week. Jeremy can attest to the volume of new clients that are coming in. And uh, we are getting and managing to get to everybody. We filled orders that went home this week. We filled orders that went into RSP accounts. We filled orders that went into our depository accounts. And uh, Jeremy had a few diamond sales this week, which is to be congratulated on. So it's been a great overall week. We've been extremely busy. Yeah, people want protection and they want they want the gains that can be had by having hard assets in their portfolio. So for anyone who is looking for ways to ensure that their capital, that their hard-earned wealth is out of harm's way, that it's out of the, the banking system, that whatever happens going forward, I mean, this week there's a lot of news going on about Venezuela um, and the inflation that they're having and, and all of the, the terrible things that can happen in an economic crisis. We're watching that unfold in Venezuela. And people want to make sure that they're they're protected. And so hard assets, especially silver and gold, we're going to talk about where silver could go and what some of the what some of the analysts are seeing in terms of a price going forward. But this has been a great run. This is the type of run that allows people to say, well, maybe I should get in before the price really starts to rise. It's still quite low at this point, still very much undervalued. But this is about making sure that you are out of the system, that you're in a position where you can protect your hard-earned wealth, and that also you can set yourself up for some great gains going forward. one eight seven seven eight silver and online to guildhallwealth.com. So again, if you look at this being as interesting a week as it was, and you look at what silver has done, it really separated itself from the price of gold. The former was pretty consistent over the week. Gold stayed fairly even in its price range. And we get the idea, the notion here that silver's got a lot to make up for, a lot of lost time. And it would not surprise me to see it uh, try to fill the gaps here. We're in the 1735 range, as we said earlier, and it would be more than likely and hopeful because of so many clients wanting to get in the market that we would at least hang around this range for a couple of days. But in all honesty, I don't think it will. Uh, we don't get the idea that this is going to be a market that's going to wait too much longer to break out. And the growing consensus is super bullish. And as always, we're more interested in the fundamentals than in opinions. And uh, if you look at that fundamental, uh, there are great things at work here. And of course, if listeners have paid attention to this show, they'll well know that we established the notion of a bull market in gold and silver on four basic fundamentals, one of which is the potential of the U.S. dollar or lack thereof and certainly as a side effect, other currencies. And we've talked about depreciating currencies. We've talked about currency wars, but wherever gold goes, it's usually going to be lock, stock and barrel with where the US dollar moves. And of course, we're in a major long-term market. Gold goes up, 
it's a sign the U.S. dollar is coming down. And likewise, if we're seeing the U.S. dollar strengthen against other currencies, it's a sign usually that gold goes down. So that is certainly something we're watching. Second to that, you're getting numerous reports now that there is the potential for inflation. The Feds mentioned in Wednesday's report this week in their summary of Fed minutes from their meetings during the week that there is a serious threat of inflation, that they are monitoring the situation very carefully. Of course, we know better. If you're a listener to this show, you know full well that inflation has grabbed hold and has been in certain sectors that impact our day-to-day been a very prevalent problem. And of course, that in food and oil and gas being the two biggest uh, certainly has played a role in why we have said that silver and gold are going higher. Now, beyond that, you have geopolitical problems which is certainly whole countries and central banks, which we're going to talk about today, I'm sure, with Gerald Salente a little bit, uh, going crazy and buying gold uh, every day. And, I mean, that hasn't stopped for a long time. And, of course, the last and probably most important fundamental, supply and demand. We'll talk about in the coming shows where we are, and certainly as we talk about how the interview went today in segment four, maybe if we have time, we'll spend a little bit of time talking about supply and demand. But all those fundamentals are at work right now in this market, and it's the reasons why you should own gold and silver. But just getting back to inflation for a moment, I, I believe in my understanding from the way the Fed speaks is their impression of inflation is based on a heating up of the economy. And if that economy is cooling down, then they're not getting the inflation that they're looking for, which is why they're probably not going to be raising rates for any time soon. But others will define inflation as a decrease in value of your purchasing power due to how much money is being created. In other words, if money is being created out of thin air and you're creating more and more of it, you need more of the, that paper money to buy the same amount of goods which means the prices are moving higher, and that's inflation. So you've got a couple different definitions of inflation battling each other in markets, and ultimately what you see is if you were to look at a long-term trend of any fiat currency, whether it's the Canadian dollar or the U.S. dollar, and see how the value is, is going down as they create more debt and as they create more money out of thin air and fiat system, you see that the price of physical gold and silver move higher. And so it's important to understand that. And then, you know, a lot of a lot of customers will, will look at the exchange rate as a factor in terms of getting in, involved in the market. And it's something we have to work with, but at the same time, one should want to protect their wealth more than the cost of the exchange rate at the time. Case in point, the US dollar is down, the US dollar index is down something like four or five percent this year. Whereas the price of silver or silver is up over 24% this year. And it shows you that gold and silver are a much smaller market compared to currencies. Ultimately, holding gold and by rights, silver is a way to short the US dollar. And if you think the US dollar is strong, then you know typical investments like bonds and the stock market are going to be a great way to go otherwise you might want to look to something that's negatively correlated and so that's why we look at gold and silver because we've seen the returns we've seen that trend of if the US dollar is is falling in value you're going to continue to keep that value and store that value and protect that value in gold and silver. So if you want to be involved in this market and if you want a way to protect your wealth, or even if you want to learn more about this market and what it means to have a diversified portfolio away from just paper assets, you can contact us at Guildhall Wealth. One of the best vehicles that we have right now that's very popular is the RSP. What it allows you to do is to buy physical gold, allocated gold. You get your serial numbers. You can even go and visit the depository. You know, once a week, John, we have someone coming to the depository to look at their look at their, their product. Cool. It is. You know, we had a client just yesterday who opened an account originally it was a they had a, a dual account. Him and his wife opened opened the account. And they went to the depository yesterday to audit their product and take a look. And he called not an hour later to open up his own account. Which just goes to show that when customers can finally see the product, see the depository, see how their their wealth is being secured, a, a light switch goes off. Gets they the understand. Yeah. It, they they say, "Okay, I understand this process. This is I can't see a stock. 
I can't go and look at a stock portfolio and see what I sure. have. It's it's in it's in the middle of it's in the ether. Whereas this, you can go and see your wealth. So if you want to protect your wealth and know that it's protected, and you want to own an asset, a hard asset that already this year is up over twenty percent, like silver. Give us a call. We'll show you how to get involved in the market. And if you're new to the market, we'll show you why you need to be involved in this market and why we feel it's an important market to be a part of. one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Pick up that precious metal advisor, the investor kit. TFSA is also big, right, guys? I mean, you got some huge room there if you've never contributed to one. If you've never opened up a TFSA, what a great moment to take advantage of that. You've got up to 46500 as of this year, and of course, it'll increase next year. But if you're over the age of 26 and you've never opened up a TFSA, there is a ideal moment where you can focus in on an asset that's gaining value in silver and also have it in a sheltered investment where your capital gains are protected by the t- the tax-free savings account. So yeah, John, you're absolutely right. This is an excellent opportunity for investors to come aboard, whether you're, you know, 26 or whether you're, uh, you know, 56. It makes no difference. The background of clients that we have at Guildhall spans from everything including blue and white color, it includes teachers, it includes moms, it includes principals, it includes plumbers, electricians, lawyers, veterinarians, dentists, I mean, you name it, everybody can benefit from holding a bit of precious metals in their portfolio. Exactly, because we all use money. Right. And we all have wealth that we need to protect, and, and that crosses every single line. And so precious metals don't, precious metals don't care that you're, that you're printing a lot of money or going into debt as a nation. Precious metals, there's only a certain amount of them that come out of the ground. It takes blood, sweat, and tears. It costs money to pull it out of the ground. So at the end of the day, there's only there's a finite amount of precious metals, but there's an infinite amount of money being created, which is creating a lot of geopolitical unrest across the globe. And that's something that I think we're going to talk a lot about with Gerald Salente coming up next. So um, if you're interested in learning more about precious metals, you, of course, you can give us a call. And we're very excited to get started talking with Gerald Salente and, and see what 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 he can bring to the table here and what he's got new uh, in terms of news and and just really excited to to welcome him back to the show. In the meantime, some numbers for you as we get into a break. one eight seven seven eight silver online guildhallwealthcom Reminder for every $5,000 U.S. invested in an RSP account, you will receive one gram of gold. And for every 10 100-ounce bars purchased through Guildhall Depository Account, uh, you will get one 10-ounce bar of silver, uh, pardon me, uh, courtesy of Guildhall as well. Yep, so stick around. Gerald Salenti on The Real Money Show next. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com, the precious metal advisor, the investor kit, all things you could take advantage of when you make that phone call and check out that website as well. Got to get right to it here. Got to welcome back to the show uh, I got once again Gerald Salente, the publisher of Trends Journal, and he's here to join us on the Real Money Show for commentary. Stick around; this is going to be uh, pretty enlightening and educational. Jeremy, well, we'd like to welcome back to the show Gerald Salente. Uh, always great to have you back. How have you been doing? Oh, very busy. Everything is, you know, a lot of trends going on around the world. And there's a, a politics, economics, the presidential reality show. So, yeah, we're very busy. There's so much going on. I hope we can touch on at least some of it today. Um, I'd like to get started right away and talk about uh, the confidence in central banking, especially due to their interventions, you know, quantitative easing and negative interest rates, et cetera. It's something we talk a lot about on the show. Now, in in 2008, we were told that central bank interventions really did save the day. But I was wondering if you can talk a little bit about those policies and the legacy of those policies in the last 10 years. Well, I can tell you from a trend alert that we sent out in September of 2009. And it was a cover-up, not a recovery. And what we said was that the central banks, beginning, of course, with China and the United States were just propping up their economies with uh, digital money backed by nothing and printed on nothing. And so we did a, uh, here's what we wrote actually, quote, what is being ballyhooed as a recovery is nothing more than a cover-up, papering over historically unprecedented financial losses with historically unprecedented trillions of dollars spun out of thin air, backed by nothing and producing practically nothing. And while President Obama asserts that his policies signal, quote, a return to normalcy, end quote, 
the Fed policy of flooding the market with phantom money meant to kick off another borrowing and spending spree is neither normal nor healthy. End quote. We wrote that in September of 2009. And I have to tell you, when we wrote that, we were criticized for making a statement like that. All those little low-life boys, all those Kramers and those wankers around the world doing uh, masturbating on, on uh, CNBC and Bloomberg and shooting off their arrogant mouths, nothing more than little prostitutes carrying the water for their bosses, little water boys sucking up and bowing down and doing the central bank's dirty work. They criticized me for this. They called me a gloom and doomer. The New York Times accused me of peddling pessimism. That's right. When you call out the liars, the frauds, the cowards, the freaks and the fools, they don't like it. So that's when you asked me about the central bank policy, all we have to do is stick to the facts. Ah, they just had the GDP numbers that came out for the first quarter of 2016 here in the States. Ah, up a roaring 0.5%. On average, the GDP, since all of this quantitative easing here in the States, up barely 2%. The gap between the rich and the poor widened. All this cheap money went to to flood into the equity markets. The facts are there. I'm not making them up. The little liars, those little low-life boys over there shooting their little mouths off don't like the facts, but here are the facts. 95% of the wealth created since this quantitative easing scam started went to the 1%. That's a fact. The gap between the rich and the poor now in the United States is widest than any of the developed nations. That's a fact. The gap between the rich and the poor in the United States right now is at levels of the Gilded Age. That's a fact. The fact is that all this cheap money allowed for stock buybacks. That's a fact. At the tune of almost $70 billion a month, between 60 and $70 billion a month. That's a fact. The fact is this cheap money allowed all this merger and acquisition activity. In 2015, at an all-time record. Those are facts. So the quantitative easing only enriched the filthy rich at the price of everybody else, particularly we the little people who once upon a time, when I was a young man, used to have a thing called savings accounts. Yeah, that's right. You used to put your money away. If you're a retiree, you could even have enough money to retire in Florida with the interest that you made on that savings account. Now with zero and negative interest rate policy, the money only goes to the big guys so they could do the deals. It's, when they talk about central banks, they should also put the thought in about a communist central government, because that's all this is. The central banks of the world are ruling the world. This is not capitalism, it's bankism. There's never been such a thing in the history of the world, such as negative interest rates, zero interest rate policy, and negative bond yields. The little robbers over here are stealing the future of the world. And it makes it makes perfect sense because at the at the end of the day if if negative interest rates policy worked and if printing money worked and quantitative easing worked then we'd be in economic heaven right now but clearly that's not happening. So one of the things you're you're mentioning here though this widening between the gap of the rich and the poor is something that you touch on in in the most uh, recent trends journal in the winter edition where you discuss the separation between wall street and main street which i found fascinating in the sense that i don't know if it's a choice on main street's part or if they're being forced to separate from wall street but it certainly seems that 
Main Street wouldn't care if, if, if the stock market collapsed tomorrow. Would, would you agree or can you discuss this a little bit further? They could care less because they're not investing in it. They have no money. Look at the millennials. They get out of college in the States and they have, what, 80000 a $100,000, $120,000 worth of debt for getting a college degree in worthlessness? Look at the jobs that they have. I'm not making these numbers up. Where are they getting the jobs? They're getting them in the retail sector. They're getting them in, in the healthcare sector. They're getting them in the hospitality sector. That's a beautiful Wall Street white shoe boy name. Hospitality sector. A waiter, a bartender, a waitress. How about, you know, making beds in hotels? That's where the jobs are being created. They, the manufacturing sector, which is, you know, it's only 12% of the United States anymore, that's where they used to pay living wages, where people could actually buy their own homes and retire. So all the quantitative easing is done. It's robbed the people of their opportunities. They don't have the money to invest in the markets anymore. And what are the markets? I mean, it's a gambling casino. Algorithms, high-frequency trading, it's not there for the little people, so they're detached. It's not like the old days. It's a new world order. And by the way, as I mentioned, capitalism is dead. Four words killed it under George W. Bush and carried on through Obama. Too big to fail. In capitalism, there's no such thing as too big to fail or too small to fail. You rise and fall on your merits. When you have got, look what's going on in the ECB. They've increased their their quantitative easing from what sixty billion euros to eighty billion euros. And what are they buying? They're buying government bonds and corporate bonds. Oh, I got it. A central bank is buying corporations' bonds. How about calling it the merger of state and corporate powers? And being you got that guy Draghi up there, the former uh, you know, head of the Goldman Sachs gang's European division, that's now fronting as the head of the central bank, he should know this quote. The merger of, central, merger of state and corporate powers, according to Mussolini, is called fascism. So let's call a spade a spade. And the bank's fascists and the governments that support it, supporting fascist, a fascist system because capitalism is dead. And the facts are showing fascism. And we'll take a short break. Lots more of Gerald Salente coming up. The number in the meantime, one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. The Real Money Show, Talk Radio, AM640. You want to start investing anytime, easy, one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com, the precious metal advisor, and the investor kit can be yours. One reminder as well that uh, for the meantime, anyway, uh, for every $5,000 U.S. invested in an RSP account, you will receive one gram of gold. And if you use the depository account uh, for every 10 100-ounce bars of silver you purchase, you will get one 10-ounce bar uh, absolutely free, courtesy of Guildhall. We'll get back into it here. Gerald Salanti continues uh, with us here in the Real Money Show. Jeremy. You know, it's interesting because you're seeing the separation, and I'm curious if, if, as part of your trend research, if you're seeing a trend at all towards people starting to educate themselves and maybe not as complacent as they've been in the past. Because, you know, in in 2008, Hank Paulson said, I need $500 billion. And the U.S. taxpayers essentially said, okay, let's let's do it. And and so now they're they're dealing with the fallout of that. How long can they keep keep confidence in a central bank and their planning? And are they essentially waking up in the in this sense? And and we're seeing more negative news coming out all the time. I have to give this quick example. Of course, Deutsche Bank um, has been, you know, uh, they've settled for for manipulating the precious metal market, and. And uh, one of the the chairman of GATA even went to the CFTC to say, hey, did you know about this? And the CFTC said, no, we didn't even know that this had had occurred. Or 
they're claiming to to not know. Are you seeing more negative events where people are starting to notice these things that you just discussed? No. Only the people that are concerned about it know about it. And most people are uh, most people are deaf to it. And they'll 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 buy the headline. So there is a growing amount of people that are getting more into it. But uh, you mentioned the Commodities Future Trading Commission, CFTC. Uh, who was the guy that that ran that? The guy that was the uh, uh, worked under John the Slime Corzine, former head of Goldman Sachs. Gensler. Got little Gary Gansler. That's right. He works for so, Clinton now. Yeah, I know. It's it's that's what I'm trying to tell you. It's fascism. It's the merger of state and corporate powers. He was under he was under Corzine when Corzine was running Goldman Sachs. And we know what slimy Corzine did when he was the head of MF Global. He screwed people like me by going into my segregated account and stealing my money as they were going bankrupt. So when they say the CFTC didn't see it, of course they didn't. It's all one club. Where did, where did B.S. Bernanke just go to? And one of the largest, what, hedge funds in the world, right? I mean, I mean where did that other low life go? Uh, Gary Holder, or, or Eric Holder. Yeah, hold this. The guy that was the attorney general under Obama. That didn't prosecute one of the people that you mentioned, Deutsche Bank, was six banks, six banks convicted of felonies, not accused, convicted of felonies for rigging the LIBOR rates in the Forex markets. How many went to jail? None. Where did Holder go to? He went back to that uh, white shoe law firm on Wall Street that protects the criminals. So when you say, are people waking up to it? Most people aren't. The people that are buying gold, the people that are watching where their assets are, the people that understand that you can have a bank holiday at any time, they can have bail-ins and rob your money, those people are the ones that are tuned in. Most, I mean, look at the news that was just making all of the media last week. Prince is dead. Prince is dead. So What? Hey, how about those uh, 19, 119 Yemenis that were slaughtered by the Saudis dropping bombs on a market? Ah, they're not a, they don't count for one prince. Hey, how about all those Syrians that are being bombed and the Iraqis and the Afghans? They don't count for one prince. So what I'm trying to say is the media has most people out of touch and unaware of what's going on. And by the way, they just had a, uh, a study here in the States done by Associated Press. Only 6% of the American people trust the media. So they're brainwashed because they're not getting anything. So very few really know. The, the bigger movements are happening in Europe. You're seeing with the elections in Austria, the elections in Germany that just happened within the last two weeks where they're rebelling against the entrenched systems. Look at the fraud you have up there with this guy Trudeau. Says one thing, does another. Another war hawk like the rest of them who plays he isn't. By the deeds you shall know them. Came over here, buddied up to Obama. You know, you're just mentioning Austria and there was a report a couple weeks ago now that one of the banks bailed in the pensioners, that the pensioners were only going to get half back of what they put in uh, throughout their entire uh, careers and whatnot. And and on that on that note, one of your contributors who we've had on our show, Nomi Prinz, was recently having having an interview where she was recommending getting out of the system in terms of. It's not even about investment. It's just get get your get your wealth out of the system. Obviously, I I would assume you agree with this. 
Well, yes. Yeah, matter of fact, Nomi Brins is, is going to be the cover story of our New Trends Journal that will be out next week. And it's a, uh, a ticking economic time bomb. And she's, she's the feature in it. Why would you want to put your money in a bank when they give you nothing back for it? I'll tell you what. You know, you're a nice guy, Jeremy. Let me, let me hold your money. Let me hold your money. I'm not going to give you anything for it. I, re- I mean it. I, I, I like to hold your money. And, no, and, and, I get nothing? By the way, no, no, and I like you so much. I got these things called bonds, and we provide a negative yield. That means you're going to loan me money, and when I pay it back, I'm going to give you less than you loaned me, than you, than you gave me. Because you're such a nice guy. And when I shaft you, smile, okay? Because I'm the government. My government bonds. I'm a German. I'm a Swiss. I'm Japanese. You borrow, I'm, you're going to loan me money, and I'm going to give you back less. And be happy you're getting back what you get back. Now get back to work. That's what they're doing to the people. They've turned the world into slave landia. We're little sirs. That's all it is. It's a total takeover. Now, now that's what we're talking about here in terms of, you know, a. Sorry to to disappoint you, but I, I'm not giving you my money. But uh, <laughs> but you know what we're talking about here is is the way they're the way they take away the way they take away wealth is traditional means of investing. You know, the stock market hasn't been around for for centuries. It's not that old of an investment, uh, but there are things that have been, you know, real estate, gold, art. These are things that have been around a lot longer, and you know, we're we're seeing that this is the way that they can they can rob people of their their wealth, right? But I wanted to get on to to um, one one other thing, which is. You know, the, one of the biggest pieces of news that absolutely no one heard about over the last couple of weeks is that this Shanghai exchange opened its doors to trade in precious metals and to help the price discovery mechanism. And, of course, we talked about Deutsche Bank admitting to rigging that gold market. And then you talked about uh, actually recently about George Soros talking about the debt bubble bursting in China. So are, are these examples of this of this Ponzi scheme that we've been discussing today, is it is it? Is it an unraveling of that, or how do you see it playing out from, from here on forward? Well, well, the big thing is, I mean, I, I believe, and, and, and you, you, you know probably better than I do, but I believe the Chinese are the largest buyers of gold. And now they're setting up their own benchmark besides trading. And that means they're taking it away from when the Rothschilds set it up over there in the U.K., you know, back at the turn of the, ni- of the 20th century, you know, in the early uh, 1900s. And now they're setting up, the, they're, they're, they have the, they're setting the benchmark now, the benchmark price. So here's the deal. Let's suppose you own a lot of something, and now you're setting the price for it. Are you going to set it high or are you going to set it low? So with China buying up so much gold, and by the way, the Chinese sales since the beginning of the year, traditionally they used to be very heavy in jewelry. Not anymore. Jewelry now comprises you know, uh, single-digit purchases. Now it's mostly in bars and coins. So going back to what Soros is saying and others, as well as us, about the, the Chinese Ponzi scheme, their, their debt level, just to put this into perspective, 20 years ago, it was in a total of about $500 billion. Fast forward, it's now at $30 trillion. So the people that are there understand how tenuous the situation is. And how when you're seeing the Shanghai markets as they did and uh, how volatile they were during the summer, they're looking for safe havens. And that's why you're seeing gold going up as a safe haven and, and silver 
as safe haven commodities because the central bank schemes, and again, the Chinese, it, we began this by talking about quantitative easing in, back in 2009, the same thing with the Chinese, and, and much more than the Americans. And they're only keeping their, their, and we're writing about this in detail in the next Trends Journal that's coming out uh, next week, that they're only keeping their GDP up by flooding the market with cheap money. So the people there know what's going on. And now they're setting the benchmark. And the Chinese benchmark, we believe, is going to be more significant than the British benchmark. Because not only is it China, there's another place called India. And they like gold more than they like, uh, you know, just about anything else. So when you see two of the biggest consumers of gold now controlling the benchmark price, where's the price going to go, up or down? I think it's going to be very interesting times looking forward. And I think for anyone who wants a hint of what those times could look like, they're going to want to get the the Trends Journal. Can you let our listeners know how they can get the Trends Journal? And also, I understand you've got a conference coming up this summer. Yes, we do. Uh, The Trends Journal, go to our website, trendsresearch.com, trendsresearch.com. And as you know, it's not only the Trends Journal. We do a Trends Monthly. That just came out yesterday. Uh, We do a trend alert each week. We have trends in the news broadcasts each weekday night, and we have conferences. Matter of fact, you mentioned Nomi Prince. She was uh, a keynote speaker at one of our recent ones as well, and we have him here in Colonial Kingston, New York, 90 miles north of New York City. This was the first capital of New York State, and we're having one this uh, in in July, uh, July 22nd. And uh, for a two-day conference, and this one is on something unique. It's on on trend, on trendpreneurs. So whether you have a business and you want to find the new trends that are going to build your business or move in new directions, whether you're in a profession and want to expand in the profession you are in or go in another one, or you're looking for new opportunities, this on trendpreneur conference is going to provide those insights and trend forecasts to help you plan ahead. And and just to make a note, you know, we have videos available of all of our uh, previous conferences. We're not making one available on this because the information we're going to be providing is unique and proprietary. And the only way that you're going to be able to, <laughs> to get it is by being here. So if anyone interested, they could call us at 845 845- Three three one thirty five hundred eight four five three three one thirty five hundred, and you could go to our website and look up our conferences, and you can at trendsresearch.com and see what they're all about. Well, Gerald Salente, always great to have you back on the show and catch up with you and 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 get your insights into the markets and everything that's going on economically and and geopolitically, et cetera. So, um, and it's great to hear that you. I thought we were busy, but uh, you've, you're clearly uh, raising the bar on that. So great to have you back, and we look forward to having you again soon. Yeah, always great being on, and thank you for what you're doing. Take care. And we'll take a short break. The number, start investing, one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Lots more of The Real Money Show. We'll tackle diamonds, natural fancy color diamonds on the show next on Talk Radio, AM 640. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Got to thank Gerald Salente one more time for coming by the show. Trends Journal, the publisher of that particular publication and always uh, entertaining and informative and educational to catch Gerald on The Real Money Show. Guys, let's get into some diamonds. It's about that time, Jeremy. Yeah, we were talking about getting out of out of the finance system and protecting wealth. And one of the best ways to do that is a hard asset. Now, of course, that's not going to be as liquid as gold. You can't just convert it to cash right away. But what the trade-off on that is, is that you're buying something that's incredibly rare. The majority of the diamonds that we have at Guildhall are literally one-of-a-kind diamonds that only come to the market every few years. So what you're getting with that is continual gains at much higher than you would expect for other investments. So this is a, a an appealing way to be involved in a, in a market and an appealing way to put some funds aside that you don't need for a, a decade or more 
where you can turn around and, and all of a sudden it's worth so much more than you ever paid for it. Um, we were talking about that article last week, Darren, which has been amazing. We Did we put it in the, the, the Precious Metal Advisor? Which article would that be? The one about the Florida couple that bought the pink diamond and then within a decade they sold it for $8 million. We did not put that in the Precious Metals Advisor last week. It's a good point. So we're going to put it Let's in this week. Let's run it this week, absolutely. There you are. Get on her, boys. So that's an important story because, in summary, essentially what it meant was that a person had something they had no idea what it was worth. Now, that being said, they did pay a couple of million dollars for that particular item, but they had no idea what the true appraisal value should be, and it turns out it was very underestimated. It went up for auction. They had an appraisal or an expected price range of around 3 to $4 million. It was appraised at just over... Uh, Eight million, and it sold for eight point eight million at auction. So, fantastic investment made, and uh, by all accounts, the exact same thing that's happening in the pinks and has been occurring in the pink diamond segment for some time. Now, if you're listening and you're an investor who wants to buy, you have very few limited choices in life, which present very low volatility, a decent return, like colored diamonds. And you have very, very limited amount of time before the rest of the world is going to know about this. Right now, it's less than what gold and silver buyers are in the market, and that's about 4%. And again, if you look at colored diamonds, probably less than 4%, probably closer to 2 maybe 1.5%. But if you look at colored diamonds as a whole, this is a segment that has typically and traditionally been part of someone with wealth. Uh, they've held that in their auction, in their portfolio. They've used auctions to go to Christie's and Sotheby's and the likes to sell these big, gigantic diamonds that are worth millions of dollars, but not anymore. Since Guildhall has been in the diamond segment, and this is approaching a decade now on this show alone, uh, we have been offering the highest quality investment-grade diamonds. Now, without spending the rest of today's show taking up everybody's time talking about the four Cs, we do take those into consideration. If you know white diamonds, you already have a leg up on the next person because you'll have some insight on how diamonds are priced, how their value characteristics are laid out, and how that helps to set price. That being said, it's not a month that goes by, and this is the perfect month to talk about it. We talked about that pink diamond story last week and what that meant for somebody who bought a diamond four or five or six or eight, ten years ago. This week, it's the Oppenheimer Blue. On May 18th, Christie's held an auction, uh, is holding an auction for what they call the Oppenheimer Blue. Now, the diamond name, the Oppenheimer Blue, was for former owner, Sir Philip Oppenheimer. He was the head of De Beers Central Selling or- Organization uh, and owned the stone from 1916 to 1995. Now, this is uh, not surprising that a stone of this magnitude will come to auction, but for every one that we see at auction, there are dozens we never, ever find out that are privately sold from person to person. So this, in essence, contributes in large part to setting the tone for the coming year or the next few years in terms of the per carat price that blues fetch. Now, if you're a blue diamond buyer, you own a blue diamond from Guildhall, you'll be happy to know we expect this to set a record. Their pre-auction estimate are between 38 to 45, and they believe that that's a conservative estimate considering the record-breaking 48.5 million that the Blue Moon, which is only a 12-carat, which is about two carats less than this one set uh, last year. So you've got a real opportunity as a buyer to get into these markets, whether it's a starting point at a yellow fancy or whether it's an aggressive investor who would like something a little larger in a blue or red that can spend a few million dollars this is the time to be getting into these markets and doing it with Guildhall. Now, if you couple that in with what our great friend Gerald Salente just talked about, and that is the economic storm and climate that exists in the rest of the world and how much has been swept under the rug, you'll quickly realize the importance of having insurance in your portfolio. This is exactly what a colored diamond does. It gives you insurance inside that portfolio. It brings value. And you don't need to think of it in terms of a speculative investment. Oh, how much will I be able to sell this for in three years or four years? This is something I hope you never have to sell because this is the one piece that could traditionally for the rest of your life and perhaps the next generation's life protect that wealth if, God forbid, something ever happened. So having a colored diamond in your portfolio, 
just as important, in my opinion, as both gold and silver. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com or for the purpose of this segment, check out guildhalldiamonds.com for the collection. They are really a great way to protect wealth over, over time. You know, as, as we've watched the, the collection grow over the years and, and as people have acquired them, one of the things that we notice is that I remember selling a, an intense yellow, internally flawless, for 15000 and once that last intense yellow sold, the rest of them were, were now going to be 17500 <laughs> yeah. which meant that the next buyer was going to spend more for it. And then eventually those few sold and the prices had moved up again over the course of a year. And all of a sudden, the new level of, of, that, of that diamond was now in the low 20s. Right now, they're selling in the mid-20s. And so it's an indication that the, that, that the person who paid 15000 or even slightly less at the time made a great investment. That they invested in something that was rare, that every year the next person coming in to, to procure that, that asset is going to have to pay more to get that diamond. Again, a diamond like a one-carat intense, internally flawless yellow only comes to market every couple years. You don't see those every single day. And Guildhall, goes out of, we go out of our way to make sure that we procure those best diamonds that, that are out there in the market. And so every year the prices are a little, a, a little more. And over time, you end up with an asset that, hey, I paid thirteen thousand for a for a, a fancy intense yellow, which are you know within a few years will be thirty thousand dollars. That's fantastic. That's exactly what you want to have in an investment. You know, some people buy buy fifteen year bonds. Some people put money into a ten year GIC. And and for and the return on that is less than the rate of inflation. Wouldn't, wouldn't you want to have something that can beat inflation? Well, that's what a hard asset does that's rare, that's quality. So this is something that we offer at Guildhall. Now, if you love mom, Mother's Day is coming up. We have an incredible diamond that, that we'd like you to look at this week, which is a 1.86 fancy yellow cushion cut nice. IF. Now, what's great about the cushion cut is not only is it holding color, it's a that type of shape really holds color, but it also has a lot of fire. These type of diamonds have have a lot of uh, the arrangement of facets make it so that you'll see that diamond from across the room. So if this is something that you might look to have made as a pendant or put into a piece of jewelry, and that's something that we do at Guildhall. And just as we concentrate on quality for our natural fancy color diamonds, same thing with our with our jewelry. We focus on quality, quality, but make sure that you're not paying retail prices with that. It's nice to uh, put it into a setting, like you said, give it to mom for Mother's Day or a daughter for a graduation present because that's coming up too. It's just it, it's good something to keep for you know possibly forever, really, like Darren said, right? Absolutely. We had a I had a, a customer last year where um, the 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 wife had lost the engage their engagement ring, but they'd been together for you know twenty plus years, and they were looking to upgrade that that uh, that engagement ring and, and that wedding ring and and really you know show where they are today. They've been they've been successful. You know, a couple kids, good careers, things are going well, and they bought a, a, a two carat fancy yellow, Beautiful. put it into a ring. It's gorgeous and every day you know listen there's a reason why they say diamonds are a girl's best friend and i can attest to it from 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 my wife as an example she loves her diamond loves and that's what you want that's for any any person getting engaged that's what you want you want your you want your fiance or your wife to look down at their finger and listen they, we don't want you to love it more than than you but you want them to look down at that ring and really, really enjoy it. And so that's what we do at Guildhall. That's what we're after. We're after that smile. And one of the cool things about these, especially yellow diamond or any colored diamond, investment diamond that you guys sell, is when people see it, it's like driving an exotic car. People don't know what it is. They know it's expensive, but they're not from. They look at a white diamond. Yeah, it's, it's a big, chunky white diamond on your finger. But people go, what is that on your finger? It's yellow. And then you get to get to embellish and tell them what it is, right? That's the cool part to of it. Share, share a story. You know where it came from, how you found it. And best yet, uh, when I talk to my wife about owning colored diamonds, the most important aspect of that is that, honey, you don't have to hold on to this. Oh, but I love it. I said, but what if I told you you could have a new one every four years, five, six <laughs> yeah. years? Well, I like that better. 
And right. so that's one of the options that like people think about, you know, they, they want to maybe trade it in, find a new one, you know, to use the car analogy. And of course we can do that for our buyers as well. It's understanding what the needs of the individual are and why they're here. Maybe it's just to speculate and maybe they want to buy something that's going to return nothing but money for them and really not set it or do anything with it. Just put it away and forget about it. Well, maybe we're going to recommend a pink diamond, a very high value pink diamond and see where that goes. But there are those who want to have this, wear this, own this, and we couldn't be better at this than and then, then we are. I have uh, so many great experiences and pieces of feedback from clients that just love what Guildhall does and the people we work with. So a very exciting thing. Now, if you're looking to invest, remember, Guildhall offers everything that they do in the physical form. This is not a paper asset firm. Right. We are not in the futures market or options. We don't deal in ETFs or stocks. We deal in physical gold, silver, and colored diamonds. So we want people to know that if you'd like to walk in, set up an appointment, own some product, and take it home with you, that's one option. On the colored diamond, of course, we talked, you can have it set and take that a step further. And of course, on the gold and silver front, having seen how well they've done, we spent just a little bit of time today talking about gold and silver. We had Gerald Salente's interview. And of course, if you want to put metals into a registered account of any type, now is the time to get that done. Get to Guildhall, pick up the website, just make a quick introductory phone call. You'll be amazed at how easy the process is. You'll have gold and silver in your portfolio in a very short period of time. And just before we go to break, I just wanted to also mention that in terms of in terms of jewelry, we are offering jewelry as well for white diamonds. We have mm-hmm. a lot of people over the years who have approached us and said, well, you know, I'm getting engaged. I'm looking for a white diamond. And being in the industry and having the partners that we do, we're able to get high quality white diamonds at less than the major on on uh, on the web wholesalers yeah. that are out there, we're able to get those at a better price. The exact same diamonds, same GIA report and everything, we're able to get that at a better price. So, if you are looking for a white diamond for engagement, etc., feel free to contact us. We'll be more than happy to assist you with that. And that's based on the fact that we have we have great partners in the business. We've built up our reputation in the business, and then of course that can be matched with jewelry that we can have made custom of the best quality. And again, you don't have to pay high retail prices for that. So if that's something that you're looking for as well, just wanted to let you know that we do offer that. Start by looking at the collection. If you want to go by and uh, see them live, of course, always a good option. But otherwise, you go to guildhalldiamonds.com. Until next time, the number is one eight seven seven eight silver You go to guildhallwealth.com for more investment advice, a precious metal advisor. A couple things still happening at Guildhall. Uh, For every $5,000 U.S. invested in an RSP account for precious metals, you'll receive one gram of gold from Guildhall. And when you use the depository account for every 10 100-ounce silver bars you purchase, you will get one 10-ounce bar as a bonus. It's good stuff. This has been The Real Money Show on Talk Radio, AM640.